Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. You know, we often have a vision for what we want to accomplish, but sometimes we lack the focus. And we're going to talk about that today. And then we're going to talk about someone's journey past the bad things that happened in his life. And joining me again to discuss those stories and a whole lot more is Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, well, it's, it's been a... It's been a good start to the year. It has, it has, and boy, I'm a, I'm seeing all the comments and congratulations and the this is great comments on the walking through the Bible. You know, we kind of alluded to this a few weeks ago, um, and and the funny thing is, this really came about almost last minute. Yeah, and it was funny how it's funny how God think tees things up because I was working on something. It really had nothing to do with running. And at the same time, you were working on something that really had nothing to do with running as far as something for our our members. And uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. No, he I really don't. It's and, fun uh, to watch him do it. Too, it is. It? it is. And, it, I, you know, the the response to the walking through the Bible. And for those of you out there who may not know what it is, Dean is actually walking through the Bible in one year, and he's he's reading through the Bible. And, you know, Dean has that butter voice. You've got that voice that sounds like butter. and uh, But he's reading through the Bible in one year, and it's done uh, as a challenge at runforgod.com. So you can go log in, and each day on your app, you'll get the, that day's session, and you can turn it on and listen to it. And by, the, by December 31st, you would have walked through the whole entire Bible. Bible, which is really cool, and you're doing it in chronological order. That's right. Yep. So, how's it been so far? It's been fascinating and fun to do. Um, you know, I've done this myself on my own before, right. uh, but uh, doing it, uh, you have to be a lot more focused. Mm-hmm. You know, when, you, when you're when you're doing it for others to hear, and so you know, I, you've always, if you ever any all of us that read the Bible, always find ourselves reading and going. Those last few sentences, I wasn't paying enough attention to what I'm doing. We yeah. can't do that sure. if you're trying to read. So uh, it's been fun. Fun for me, too. Well, it's kind of funny, how, and this just hit me. It seems like some of the things we do around here, the best things almost come up last minute. If yeah. you'll remember, the Couch to Marathon yeah. was a last-minute thing. It was yeah. basically me saying, I think I'm going to run a, a marathon why don't we just throw it out to the Run for God community? And we were thinking, hmm, we might get, you know, 50 or 100. And I think that first year we had 1,700 people sign up. Yeah. And that was literally at the end of December when we decided to do that. So, um, yeah, we've always said around here, God doesn't light up all those street lights in front of us. Yeah, He lights up the one that he wants us at right now. And thank God we've we've been we've been willing to – to work right there it's 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 been really cool to see we had a great meeting yesterday a staff meeting where we just talked about where we're at as a ministry right now and and there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon so uh 
but great job on the reading it well, it's uh you. it, you're you're easy to listen to well i appreciate so, that so uh so yeah my wife doesn't think that sometimes <laughs> most of the time i'm okay but every once in a well, while well if you talk <laughs> to her like you read you'll probably be fine i probably would yes <laughs> <laughs> hey let's talk about we got a lot of cool things coming up a lot of cool things coming up this week yeah. uh today is monday this sunday we're going to have a kickoff but Basically, we are starting the Couch to Marathon 2023 a week from today, next right. Monday. And uh, But we have decided we're going to do a kickoff next Sunday night. So we, we not only have the Couch to Marathon kicking off, we have the Couch to 5K, the national group, kicking off as well. So both of these groups are kicking off together. And that is by design because the Couch to Marathon begins with the 5K. The Couch to 5K obviously begins as a 5K. So these two courses will go in sync for the first 12 weeks. And we started them together because our hope is that some of those people who signed up for that 5K, be thinking about it. You're Mm going to be teed up, primed, and just in a perfect spot at the end of that challenge to continue on with the marathon challenge because – we take that next step to the 10K. I was going to the say, 5K. You don't, and you don't have to say, I'm going to do a marathon. You can go, you know what? This 5K exactly. was pretty cool. I'm exactly. going to do a 10K and then reevaluate. Yeah, you, you may talk yourself in and you look up and you're at the marathon finish line. Who knows? And uh, so, Dean, one thing that we saw that has been fascinating to me, you know, we've we've been running ads. If you're listening to this, you've probably been if you're not a member, you've been getting the emails about joining. We do send a lot of emails. I will I'll be the first to admit that. But we do it for good reason. Mm -hmm. We do it because we know what this program can do in your life. And we want you to join us. But it's been fascinating. We you know, we're able to look at the metrics on the ads and things. The most popular ads the two most popular ads is an open letter to walkers mm-hmm. and age is just a number. Yep. And that is fascinating to me yeah. because it lets me know that, you know, this idea of walkers is is real. People want to do it. And mm-hmm. and I did it a couple years ago and it works. Yep. You can join this ministry and you can walk a marathon. I'm living proof that you can do that. And we want you to join us if you're a walker. So what are we doing this Sunday night? Today's Monday. This Sunday night, we're going to have a kickoff live event. And we're going to be doing it right here in the Run for God studios. And it's going to be me and Dean and Gay and Holly and Angie. And we're all going to be here live. We may have Lane off camera watching the questions and taking questions. But we're going to basically be talking about the whole year next year. Mm -hmm. All the races, what you need to do, what you need to be prepared for. Um, and and also taking any questions that you may have. So we're going to do this at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern next Sunday night, January the 22nd. And it's going to be on the Run for God national page because we want everybody to see what this is all about. So if you're not a member, you're going to be able to tune into this as well. It's free. There's no cost. It's basically a deep dive into the couch to marathon you know we have the playbook out there that you can download which is a deep dive this is going to be an even deeper dive and we'll be taking questions as well so if you're out there you're still not sure you've been getting those emails you've you've been seeing those ads you've been hearing people talk about it join us next sunday night at seven o'clock 
for the live kickoff of the Couch to Marathon and the Couch to 5K national groups. Now, um, so if you're not a member, if you're not a member of Run Club, join. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm urging you uh, unapologetically, I want you to join. And I'm going to keep sending you emails, and we're going to see, keep sending you correspondence, and you're going to keep seeing those ads because we know what it can do. If you are a member, there is another step you have to take if you want to join the Couch to Marathon. You have to go to the Challenges tab, and you have to go down to the 2023 Couch to Marathon Challenge or the 2023 Couch to 5K Challenge, the National Challenge, if you're taking that, and you need to sign up there. It's free. Uh, if you're already a member, it's free to do it, but we need to know who's involved. So you need to go there and join the actual challenges so so that you start getting the notifications and things like that. There's one more step that if you're already a member and you're already signed up, there's one more step I want you to take. I want you to call three friends this week mm. and say, hey, I'm doing this thing starting next Monday. Will you join me? Because, Dean, we know it's – this this is we're not going to sugarcoat anything. This is not an easy challenge, but it's worth it. And because it's not easy, it makes it a lot easier when you have people around you doing it with you, just like anything else. Right. And there are a lot of people out there that need to be coerced a little bit like they kind of in the back of their mind, but they're a little scared. So they want to do it, but they're a little scared to try it. And having and, and you talking that person saying, come on, I'll do it with you. That, just, that gets them just over that edge. To that that's why point. if you're not a member, that's why your email inbox is blowing up with Run Forgot emails yeah, right now. That's right. I'm not going to apologize for that. We have yeah. some people email us back and say, why are you sending so many emails? Because you've not joined yet. Yep. <laughs> and, and it's, yes, you are supporting a ministry that wakes up every day trying to tell people or trying to figure out how to share the gospel with the lost and dying world through the sport of running. At the end of the day, that's what we're all about. But... At the same time, we understand this is this is not you just helping us. Let us help you to get healthy physically and spiritually in 2023. We've seen hundreds of thousands of people have gone through our challenges now. And it's it's this is not something that is the brainchild of Mitchell and Dean. This is common sense stuff. A lot mm-hmm. of this stuff, you can Google and find it. I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna try to make Make it out to be something it's not. This is really common sense stuff, but we've put all the pieces together. The accountability, the education, the training plans, all of and and then you you couple that with the Bible studies, and it's it really is magical. Yeah. And so I'm gonna keep sending you emails all the way until the twenty third. I'm probably gonna go a week or so past the twenty third because you can join a few weeks late. But we want you to join. That's why we're sending you all the emails. Absolutely. So get on board. All right. How about a Facebook post from last week? This one was pretty special. Comes from somebody named Susie Marquez. And she says, hey, everyone. So let me start by giving you all a little bit of my backstory. January 12th, 2020 at 1.30 a.m. was my last hit of meth. Mm. At 7.30 a.m., God said to me, get up, you're getting baptized today with your son. Of course, I was obedient. By 11.30 a.m., me and my son were baptized. From the moment I went under the water and came back up, I was a completely different person. God saved me. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. 
Psalm 34, 4. Fast forward to today, I always wanted to be a runner, which I was built in other, which, which, I, which I was, but in other aspects. So here we are today, the first day of the year, and I got up, read the word, and went for my first walk of the year, two and a half miles. Eventually, I want to work my way up to running. I did join the Couch to Marathon, so I'm really excited. Back in September, I had a gastric sleeve done, and I'm down 64 pounds, so I know that's going to help. But I ask for motivation because I struggle with discipline, but I'm determined. So any pointers are much appreciated. In February, I'm going WTBI to go deeper with God. So therefore, thank you for the motivation y'all pour into this group. I pray 2023 is a year of accomplishments, a year of prayers answered, and a year of love, joy, and peace. Wow. I'll, that just gave me goosebumps when yeah. she said, where, where was it? She said, um, 1.30 a.m. was my last hit of meth. Yeah. God was right there at 131. That's right. I mean, that's... yeah. Wow, Susie, that's a. We could do a whole podcast on that story. We really could, and I'm hoping. And one of the things I want to hear her whole story, Susie. We need to, yeah, we need you to write that whole story down yeah, and send it to for us for sure. sure. Yep. Um, you know, she indicates she's got no discipline. Yes, she does. <laughs> but my goodness, I mean, meth. From what, from my understanding, meth is one of the hardest things in the world. Yeah. one of the hardest addictions in the world to quit. Yeah, and she did it. Now I understand that God gave her that that discipline. Um, but he can give her discipline for everything else too. The the idea of getting out and completing the couch to marathon now to me is, is nothing. E- is easy for her. How many Compared how many great runners do we know that were once addicts? Yeah, we do. They take bunch. that. They take that. Um, however, you're wired. I'm thinking of Greg Ellis. Yeah, he, he used to say the what drove him to get that next high and things like that, he now gets in the sport of running. And yeah. what's cool about Run for God, you can get that in the sport of running and you can get that from the Word of God. That's right. Um, so, yeah. man, hats off. She kind of reminds me, if you listen to Bob LaBelle's story, yeah. you know, what Bob talks about how when he prayed that prayer, when he gave his life to Christ, I mean, it was like a switch. Mm-hmm. And he went from not being... In, in the word and not understanding who Christ was to just full bore hundred miles an hour. And that kind of sounds like what happened to her mm-hmm. when she changed, she changed. Um, and so, and I want to say this to everybody out there. If you're out there part of run club and you don't really share much of what your, your story is and things like that, this is the importance of mm-hmm. that. She's asking for motivation. Mm-hmm. We get that motivation from hearing other people's stories and make sure that you're a part of that. Because if you're thinking, I don't really, my, my story's not special or, you know, I, I don't want to share my small accomplishments. I love to read the accomplishments of that person who says, I, I ran three miles for the first time ever mm-hmm. in my life. That is you know, for me, running three miles is not a big deal. But to hear somebody else be proud of that accomplishment is so special. Yeah, I mean, we we know how big those milestones are. You know, I, I, as soon as you said that, I think about the twenty minute run in the five k challenge. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, to to a lot of people, they think, well, it's just a 20-minute run. No. That's, I mean, that is a huge milestone. And you, you don't understand how much somebody who's not done that first 20-minute run, mm-hmm. how much encouragement they get from hearing somebody like Susie mm-hmm. or, or anybody else on Run Club saying, hey, I, I did my first three miles today. And because you know how you know how people are, because I, I, I'm the same way. You see something that somebody says, and you're like, "Wow!" And what do you do? You click on their profile, and they they start to see. Now that maybe that falls into the category of Facebook stalking, yeah. but but that's that's the good kind. Yeah. You know they they look and they see, oh, Susie's just like me. Mm-hmm. You know I had that thing in that in my past, or I'm dealing with that thing right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody that's on meth right now is found their way to Susie's story. And had Susie not shared it, the hope would not be there for that person. And there's there's so many categories. You know, this is an addict, but there's so many other categories that we think are so um, inconsequential. Yeah. We just don't need to say that. Yes, you do. Yes, Absolutely, you do. You do. Absolutely. And if you're out there and you started something new on January 1st and it's getting to that point now, you're a couple of weeks in and you're getting to the point where it's starting to get hard to keep yourself motivated, don't forget about how you felt when you made the commitment to start with. Keep that in front of you, however you can do that. And um, if you miss a day, Mm -hmm. don't feel like Mm -hmm. you failed, Mm -hmm. right? Just pick up where you are and keep going. Uh, One of the things that we talked about in the Bible in a year reading was, you know, if you miss, let's say you get on a streak, you miss three or four days in a row. Don't feel like you have to go back and cram Mm -hmm. all that in. Now, if you've got time to do it and and it's comfortable, then fine. But don't don't feel like you have to do that. Just pick up where you are and just keep going. In training, we call that chasing workouts. That's right. If you miss a workout, you don't need to try to go back and make it up, especially if it's on a day that... Um, you have another workout, but I hear people say, well, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get two runs in today." No, don't do that. I mean, especially because we got a lot of a, a newcomers right now listening yeah. to this podcast because we're at the first of the year. Maybe, maybe we need to talk for just thirty seconds about the idea of don't do that. That's right. Don't go out and run three miles tomorrow because physically you probably can. Bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. Don't do with the program too much. Yep. Too soon is always a recipe for injury, burnout, frustration. It's why so many people start the sport and they're gone. You know, you talk about the gyms. Mm-hmm. You know, the gyms today, I, I don't go to a, a, a gym here in town, but I guarantee if we went to the Bradley Willen Center, it is packed yep. right now. Yep. By Valentine's Day, there'd be nobody there. <laughs> and it's because people go in there and they're like, they load up the bench press with 250 pounds when they have no business benching 250 pounds now they might be able to get it up yep but then for the next two weeks they can't move and they never go back that's right that's exactly what happens when you go out and say well i can run two miles today yeah you probably can just like the guy can probably get up 225 pounds on the bench press yep then you don't see him back at the gym because everything hurts so just follow the program absolutely all right, we had a trivia question for last week, and this was kind of a practical one. It says, if you have been running for any time at all, you've probably had some sort of minor running injury. For example, maybe you turned an ankle running on a trail. Anytime you get swelling from an injury, there is an acronym 
for, that we use for treatment. The acronym is R-I-C-E, or RICE. What do the letters in that term mean? Of course, you knew this one. Mm-hmm. This, you know, if you're if you deal with injuries at all, yeah. um, then you you probably know this. Uh, it stands for rest, ice, compression, and elevation. Anytime you get a minor thing, anytime you have swelling, this mm-hmm. is a good thing to do. Right yeah. as soon as it happens, um, start to rest it. Try to try to stay off of it. Um, try to not use whatever that is that's inflamed. Let's say you you twist an ankle. Your ankle starts to swell. Well, get off your ankle, um, first of all. And that, that's the, the resting part. Uh, and you may need to keep your weight off of it for a day or two or three or however long. And then ice is the best thing. All the studies show that immediately following an accident, any kind of swelling that happens, that ice is the best thing for it. Now, there are some people who have to get on to because the first thing they do is they go to heat because they, mm. they've heard somebody say heat. Heat is not the thing you do right after an injury. Well, heat always feels good it, in the yeah. moment too, but it's yeah. not it's not doing the job. That's right. You need ice because it reduces inflammation. And uh, now when you do ice, you put ice on an injury for no more than 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. 15 to 20 minutes is ideal and then take it off. Um, don't also don't put ice directly on your skin. So mm-hmm. make sure that you've got a towel or something between the ice and your skin because you don't want to uh, cause problems to your skin and damage your skin. Um, but leave that ice pack on for 20 minutes. Do that a couple of times. Let it let it get back to room temperature, and then put the ice back on there again. And uh, you'll you'll find that that's that's good for reducing uh, not only the inflammation but also the pain. And then compression, uh, compression of, of any kind of an injury is a good thing. Ace bandages, that's why they make them. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> for that kind of thing. Um, there's lots of different ways to apply compression to an area that's hurt. Um, and so that, again, nice, firm, not too tight. Don't cut off circulation. Um, I remember when I was when I was in high school, one of my first it, well, it was early. I had only been to a couple of practices and uh, my knee was hurt, hurting really bad. And so I wrapped it up in an ace bandage, and I wrapped it really tight. And I went to practice, and the coach looked at me and goes, it looks like you Your leg's turning that. green. Yeah. <laughs> my whole bottom of my leg was swelling, and it looked really bad. Purple. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so don't, don't, don't wrap it too tight. And then elevation, you want to get your that injury, if you can get it 6 to, to, to 12 inches or so above your heart, then um, that's ideal. Because it allows that blood to flow out of it and helps the the ice and things to do do its job. Hmm. So that's, that's some good information. Yep. So the other night, um, Landon and I, we Lane was going to a college thing at the church, and uh, you know we always have our Bible study time on the bed, and and uh, so Landon got to talking, which Landon doesn't do a lot of, but he got to talking, and it the subject was running, which. We've been talking about he's all of a sudden just coming on and is running. And he we were talking about, you know, he's been having some breathing issues. And we did a workout the other day, the one mile, 800, 400 tempo yep. interval repetition. And uh, he did really good. And it's because I was there and I really I really focused on making sure you hit those times exactly because so many times he thinks, you know, he went like, let's say the the first one on that tempo, he went 
121, and then he went to 132. And I just said, on that second lap, I just said, Landon, that's a big swing. I said, let's let's just keep it consistent. And he, he kind of got upset with me. You know how Landon is. He's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, threw his hands up. And so that night, I, I kind of brought it up again, and we, we talked about the idea of, of lactating, what that does, and that 10 seconds is actually a huge yeah. difference when in his mind it's it's 10 seconds what's the big deal yeah so we were talking about lactate and the threshold and you want to stay just below that and all all that stuff that we won't get into but he he asked me a question that just absolutely stumped me he said will you talk about you know the threshold is where your body goes from being able to get rid of lactate as you produce it to where lactate becomes abundant and therefore building up he said where does the lactate go? <laughs> and when he said that, I was like, well, I don't know. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. The lactate is, 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 is um, broken down and then it may, it's made back into ATP, which is the energy that you need. But what does that? What I, cause I immediately it's, got online and it looks like it's the liver that well, does yeah. that. Okay. The liver makes that it, it comes into the liver and yeah, it breaks it down because Lactate and then and and the right amount is actually good. Right, it's what. But I never knew that, and yeah. it took my sixteen-year-old asking me the question. <laughs> well, stuff. it's like you know where where do birds come from? I don't know. <laughs> but he asked the question. He said, "So where does the lactate go?" And I, I just kind of looked at him, and I thought, <laughs> "Only landing, <laughs> yeah, only landing would come up with that question." But uh, yeah, so I got my education in lactate the other night because I was on the Google, you know, yeah. trying to figure out. Hey man, that's the best way to learn things, isn't it? It is. It is. It, it really I, is. I like to be challenged like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, he just he kind of had a smirk on his face because he saw that I was dumbfounded. Like, I got dad. Yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. As a mom, I want to make sure we choose a cereal that's not entirely derived from sugar. Their car seats have to be nationally CPS certified, and their first car has to have every possible safety feature known to man. I just want to do my best to make sure that they're safe. One thing I don't have to worry about is the content they hear on J-Radio. Not only do they love the music, but I know it's only going to be a positive message that I would approve of. Now, if I could just figure out how to get my youngest from sticking everything up his nose. Sign up at JRadio.com and download the new J-Radio app in your app store. All right, we are back, and do you, do you wear you, you wear gloves? I guess when it's cold outside to run in. Do you ever wear mittens? I don't wear mittens. I wear cheap jersey gloves, like the one dollar gloves from yeah. the supermarket that you can buy because you can, you know, throw them down if you need to, and if they're not there when you come back, no big deal. And they're breathable, yeah, too. So they, you know, they're not too bad from a yeah. There's lots of different choices out there. But if you if you're one of those people, and I am, I'm one of those people who I can't stand for my hands to be cold, mm-hmm. and I I don't even mind if my hands are sweating, but I just want my hands to be warm. Mm-hmm. And so, I've got a pair of mittens that actually were given to me. Those are classics, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, they were given to me in 1983. 
And I still use them. As a matter of fact, I took a picture of them. And they look like they were given to you in 1983. Don't they? Yeah. And I don't care. <laughs> People can look at me and look at like it like it's funny, and I'm like, I don't care. You know, when I'm uh, when I'm right, you know, one of my things I do when I'm running down the road and somebody's driving by, I, I wave to them. There's been a bunch of people. That Looks like seen. you're holding up a frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it keeps my hands. They keep my hands warm, and that's why I don't care what they look like because they keep my hands warm. Yeah. And so I'm going to keep using them as long as they'll last. Um, like I was just I was saying, I, I took a picture of them and I sent it to my my old high school coach gave those to me. Really? Yes. And I I sent he and his wife. I sent them a text with that picture attached to it. Say, I still have these. Still use them regularly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he remembered them. So uh, it was. We good. still got to get so, him on here. Yes, we do. We do. You got to sure. keep pounding that drum. Yep. Yep. Now, if you're out, if there, my son um, has something called Raynaud's syndrome. Mm-hmm. Raynaud's syndrome is where you, you have trouble getting enough. Um, circulation Circulation. into your extremities and so his fingers will turn blue i mean it could be like 45 degrees out angie has that angie does that's right um fingers will turn blue before you know it and um and so keeping your hands warm is obviously more important Mm -hmm. for somebody like that and so um if you struggle with that try to find some mittens now mittens are hard to find these days Mm -hmm. i have said for a couple of years i keep saying i'm gonna start a mitten manu- running mitten manufacturing thing because i just feel like if people got a taste of it they would like them but they're not available <laughs> yeah so uh yeah, yeah anyway uh, maybe i'm crazy but uh so um so, and here's the funny part about me is my hands really bother me when they're cold i can't stand for my hands to be cold my feet bother me at all i remember one time we were at a uh kind of a resort thing we were with some other people and we were there was a pool table out on the back screened in porch it was 27 degrees out there and i was walking around barefoot didn't bother me at all like my feet can be freezing cold and it doesn't bother me at all but my hands a little bit cold for me it's hands and head or ears specifically yeah if my ears are cold yeah yeah Yeah. crazy Hmm. oh well all right. Well, uh, sometimes we have a vision for what we need to do and where we need to go, but our focus is all wrong. And this story is all about that. And it comes from Carrie Williams. The title is, I had a vision, but I needed focus. I have always dabbled in running. I say that because I've had moments in my life when I have run consistently, and then there were times when I didn't. I have battled breast cancer and a couple of other health issues in the last several years. When I finished all of the treatment that I was prescribed, surgery, chemo, for example, the fear really set in. I felt I had lost my safety net of medication to keep me safe from cancer. Looking back, my trust was in my doctors and the medication that flowed through my veins. I remembered being told that in order to stay well, I had to control, I had control over one thing, my diet and exercise. In essence, I was told that if I eat and exercise healthfully, I would have the best chance of remaining healthy and cancer free. Again, my trust was in the options I was handed. In other words, things I could control. You see, I thought that if I logged my food in an app and did a regimen of exercise that was that all was well, but it wasn't. 
because that didn't work. I fell twice and broke my arm badly, requiring surgery that was unsuccessful at fixing it. And then I needed surgery again for problems related to my reconstruction from breast cancer. My attempts at controlling or owning my own health were futile in that they were focused on my perceived abilities. My focus and trust were in the wrong place. What I know now is that God is in control. Human control is such an illusion. I joined Run for God a couple of years ago. I have completed several 5Ks, one 10K, and one half marathon. My focus and trust is no longer in myself, but in the God who has blessed me with the ability to put one foot in front of the other. It requires faith in Him to finish many of my runs. I have learned to use my time running as a time to be with God. Sometimes I just marvel at his creation and enjoy the promise of spring as new growth appears and the days get longer. Other times I welcome the crispness that comes with fall weather. I see the see and feel things when I run that I would never be aware of at any other time. There are precious sounds from birds, the feel of the wind and sun on my face, tiny plants growing along the side of the road. All things that I would never notice if I weren't outside running. Today, I know and believe that God holds my health in His capable hands. Whether sick or well, God is the one that orchestrates the events of my life. He alone is in control. He alone is sovereign. When my focus is on Him, I position myself for Him to work in a mighty way in my life. Running distances that I never dreamed I could could do are just one small example of this truth in my life. With that said, I am trying again this year in 2023. I can't wait to see where God takes me. I am starting over with God as my focus and setting aside my confidence in what I think I can do myself. I hope many of you will not be afraid to step back into training if needed. Focus on God and see where he takes you on this next adventure. What a timely story. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that and and we, we when you were reading that up there where she's talking about the sounds from the birds, the feeling the wind and the sun on my face, tiny plants. I'm amazed at the stories we get. I've said on here before I love word pictures. Yeah. And Carrie paints this picture. I had myself in South Florida. Yeah. Or somewhere warm, you know, it's cold again out here today. I just, man, we have some very talented people yeah. in this run club at writing. And uh, so thank thank you, Carrie, for submitting this. Yeah, yeah. This is always a hard line to walk, right? The whole idea of what we need to be doing something, and God wants us to be doing mm-hmm. something, but um, how, how we, what, what we put our trust in. And this is a really subtle difference, the difference between trusting and medication, which God orchestrated putting all that together mm-hmm. and trusting God, it's a really subtle thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're trusting God and God has you on this medication, then you're trusting God by using the medication. But it's just this little subtle difference in the way we look at it that makes all the difference, right? And that's kind of what she's saying here. Um, you know, I think when we're at the beginning of the year, like we are now, it's a little easier to have this laser focus at the beginning of the year. Um, it's it's a little bit easier to put our focus on God. And right now, uh, when things are new, you know, the, the Bible in a year mm-hmm. uh, thing that we're doing, um, you know, the, the number of people who are listening to that right now are really high. Mm-hmm. We know what's going to happen, right? 
that number is going to decrease over the year because we we don't we don't stay as excited about it and that's all just focus like she's talking about um we got to keep reminding ourselves and find a system that keeps us on track we talked about systems here a couple of weeks ago we got to keep reminding ourselves we got to find a system but we got to stay in contact with god that's right um you know i'm 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 doing a little thing in James right now, and just this morning, and it reminds me of this. I was, it was James one five that I was was going through. Actually, I have it right here, um, and it's it's the verse that says, "But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea, blown and tossed by the wind." And and I used the illustration this morning. So many times, we Holly and I and our family just got back from a cruise. We went on before Christmas. Uh, the boys had never been on one, and um, but I, I started thinking back when I read that years ago. Holly and I went on a cruise. I think it was our, I think it was our um, wedding. It was our, what do you call that, honeymoon? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we we got to this private island that the cruise ship company owns, Coco Cay, I think is the call, name of it. And uh, the boat couldn't pull all the way up to the island because obviously it was too shallow up there. So they have these much smaller boats that come up beside the cruise ship and they take you in. And uh, I'll never forget when when we stepped off the boat onto that smaller boat, the wind was really high that day. And so that small boat was just jumping. And I mean, it was it was borderline dangerous stepping off that cruise ship onto that small boat. And I'll never forget stepping over, sitting down. You know, everybody's got life jackets on, and we're just rocking. And I'll never forget looking back at that cruise ship. And it hit me. I had almost forgotten that I was on a cruise ship. It was almost as if I was stepping from dry land mm-hmm. over to that small boat because this boat was just rocking. But that huge cruise ship wasn't moving. I mean, mm-hmm. it was not affected and that gave me this picture of that is God. Mm-hmm. And so many times we're over here and we want to do it our way. And mm-hmm. we're just being beat to death. But if we fix our eyes, and even more than that, we step over onto God's footing. But so many times we go to God, and in the context of this verse, it's, it's talking about asking for wisdom. But how many times do we go to God, we ask for his wisdom, he 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 holds his hand out to pull us over onto the cruise ship. But we have all these other things in our mind that, well, this is backup in case I don't like what God's saying. And we're like, okay, God, I got it. No worries. In the meantime, we're out there in the middle of an ocean in a storm and we're on our little dinghy. Yeah. (laughs) How ridiculous does that look? But it's, it's what we do so often. We don't, we don't, there's safety, there's stability, there's everything with God. But so many times, we step away from our contact with him, coming back to to what Carrie's talking about here, we step away from that contact, and to your point, we fall away from the things that God has laid on our heart. When if we'll just keep that, if we'll keep that dinghy tied up, or even better, step over, we, we won't fall away from those things. We yeah. won't fall away from the Bible in one year. Yeah. We won't. Yeah. The only reason we do is because that gap forms. Yep. And... I don't know. It just kind of hit me with that. What a great example. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
And she follows that with, I have to be careful not to live according to confidence in my own abilities, but live according to God's ability to enable me to do the things set before me. It's a good way to look at that scripture, mm-hmm. isn't it? She's not saying that she can literally do anything, although God can do literally anything, but that God, God can enable her to do all the things that God wants her to do, mm-hmm. whatever those things are. And no matter how impossible those things may seem, she can do them when she relies on God, which is um, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's difficult kind of, I guess, to tell those things apart. Um, I remember several years ago, uh, I wanted to lead a Bible, uh, not a Bible study, a prayer group in our church. It was at a time when our country was really in turmoil. I think it was during the Iraq war even. Mm. Um, And so there were lots of things going on. And I felt like we really need to be praying for our country. And so I organized a time for everybody to meet at a particular evening once a week to pray for our country. Mm-hmm. and nobody showed up mm. and then we did it again the next week and nobody showed up and we did it again the next week and nobody showed up I went two months where I had I had two people who showed up total in two months and um, it was a good thing to do though right mm-hmm. the idea of praying and I felt like God wanted me to be doing something you say nobody showed up you showed up. I, I did. I did. But I guess, I guess in, in the grand scheme of things, what, what ultimately f- happened with this was I found this Bible study. Because of all this that I was doing, I find this Bible study that I wound up using in our small group, our Sunday school class, um, that was huge. It was a huge impact, and it was a great study. And um, I think that's where God wanted me originally, <laughs> maybe. But... You know, I, I just thought this this other thing is a good idea, mm-hmm. and it was it was Dean's idea. It wasn't really God's idea. I think in hindsight that seems to be clear. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so sometimes it's really hard for us to tell mm-hmm. what does God want us to do, right? You ever you ever find yourself in that situation where you're all the time you're doing good stuff, but yeah, I mean I've got my little dinghy out in the water, and it, yeah, it seems yeah, like it's successful. Yeah, man, this is, but the wind's not blowing that day. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean that, but that is only. I'm not going to say it gets it gets easier. It never gets easy because we have a we have a world that is. Con- I'm, I'm reading. This is kind of my personal read right now. I'm reading the uh, Screw Tape Letters. You oh, ever read the Screw Tape oh, Letters? Yeah, love that. Um, we constantly have wormwood and screw tape. Mm-hmm. They're constantly out there. Yeah. The devil is constantly out. So it's it's never easy. But there again, when we wake up and we start our day, and I'm gonna I'm gonna step out and say, you need to start your day. Because it it's it, it makes a difference. Yeah. If you start your day with God, talking to God, reading his word, praying, it makes those things God tends to make things very clear. Sometimes it's not the things we want to hear. Yeah. But he's usually, if we get quiet, he gets loud. Mm-hmm. But too many times we're not quiet. And we've got the TV going, or we've got our phone laying there. We've got all, we never really get to the point of quiet. But 
if we will, if we'll get quiet, God will get loud and he'll make those things clear. Yeah. And in Jesus' name, screw tape and wormwood, get out of here. You know, you, you you've got to you've got to invoke that sometimes. And if you don't if you don't know what screw tape and wormwood is, look up C.S. Lewis, the screw tape letters. Great read. I'm about halfway through it right now. But you're right. If 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 we're not doing that, then the devil number one will slip in, and Mitchell's ideas will also slip in. Yeah. And that can be just as damning as the devil at times because the yeah. devil is using us as our own worst enemy at many times. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Matthew six twenty five through 34. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to its, his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For all these things uh, the Gentiles seek. Uh, For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble." These verses discuss how God cares for the wildflowers, birds, and lilies of the field. These verses tell us that he knows what we need, and he will give us everything we need. Seeing God's creation as I run reminds me of this each and every day. I am outside pounding the pavement. Hmm. You know, that seems almost like the opposite of what we talked about in the last question. <laughs> you know, while while we don't want to... Uh, push these things that God don't doesn't want us to do he does want us to do something and I, this this scripture is hard for me sometimes because it's really easy to read this scripture and go he's saying that God's just going to take care of me like I don't have to I don't have to do anything mm-hmm. it's not what he's saying you don't mm-hmm. have to do anything but he's saying don't worry about things and um, that's a small distinction but one where we get we we get it wrong sometimes, um, I think, and, and it's hard to uh, it's a hard line, I think sometimes to figure out where you are. Just like in the what I was talking about with the prayer group that I was I was trying to start, it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, why why didn't God bless it? Well, it's because it was Dean's idea, mm-hmm. well, God's idea, right? And so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a it's a hard thing when you're a doer to to figure this this scripture out. This yeah, it's out. it's not a call to inaction. It's a call to trust. Yeah. Um yeah. and that's that's so hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Um cuz I think you and I are both tend to worry. You know, yeah. we stress and we we get hung up on 
the the forest mm-hmm. um, when there's something much better out there and we just got to get through this but we will i mean i'll be gray by the time i'm 55 i'm convinced if i have hair at all um (laughs) and it's because i i do worry and you know i go back to that um the gentleman that comes to our church sometimes and he says stress equals selfishness it's us saying god you can't handle this we need to take it on ourselves and i think that what that's what this verse is talking about yeah it's not a call to go to bed and just lay there for the rest of your life it's it's do what he's calling us to do action mm-hmm. but don't stress about the consequences because he's he's got that he's he, he's on the ship yeah we're yeah. in the dinghy yeah <laughs> i think about this in the context of this uh bible in a year thing mm-hmm. that we just started i had no time to prepare for that right because, <laughs> because it came up at the last minute but i think we just felt god kind of pushing us in that direction and so it was just just do it. I, I remember one time, this this really hit me one time, when um, we were talking in our church about doing a, a, a program that feeds kids at our local elementary school. And I brought it before the church, and I said, I think we need to do this. And I think we need to start it on, you know, like three months down the road or something like that. And one of our deacons, very wise man, Georgia Tech graduate. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Go dogs. He's, he stood up and he goes, why not start it next week? Mm. That and is wise. It, and it hit me and I was like, yeah, I mean, we could, yes, that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. It, it hit me that that's exactly what we needed to do. And sometimes we just need to, when you find that God is there. and When God and, speaks. And when God speaks, just do it yeah. right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about the Bible in one year. I, I mean, I'm going through the things in my head. Had we known about that two months before, I know what we would have probably done or what I would have probably done. We would have found a way to complicate it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, really. Yeah. We, we would have tried to polish it up, make it more shiny, add something to it. No. <laughs> It's reading through the Bible in one year. It's really that. It's like the gospel. We we tend to complicate the gospel sometimes. When God speaks, it's like, you know, I, I listen to some podcasts, and sometimes the guy that I listen to is, is talking to a guy that proposes to a girl. And it's Dave Ramsey. And he'll ask, well, when are you getting married? And they'll say, oh, 18 months. And he's like, why? Yeah. Why? You know, and it's kind of the same thing. If, yeah. If God lays it on your heart to ask this girl to marry you, let's get married. Yeah. Why are you waiting 18 months? You know, And that may be a bad example, but that's what we do. Yeah. That's that's how we're wired sometimes is God puts this thing on our heart. Now, we need to help God out. We, we got to plan this. We got to get <laughs> you know, make an, an event. We got to do all this stuff. When it, Sometimes it's as simple as pull up a microphone and read through the Bible, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you're doing, and it's – the response to it is incredible. Yeah. And we can't take the credit for that. Nope. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I think about this from a running standpoint, you know, I wanted to, I wanted, I always try to do something. I always like to push boundaries a little bit, do something I've never done before. And so a couple of weeks ago, I decided I was going to run a hundred miles two weeks in a row. Now, keep how in did mind, that go? By the way, I, I had never run. I, I had only run a hundred miles in a week, four times in my life up to that point. And so here I am. I'm going to try to run two weeks, 100 miles. And um, 
And it went okay. I think you may have seen the post on Facebook where I had a really bad day that one day, and it was miserable. But for the most part, it went way better than I thought it would. Hmm. And um, I remember I went in the second week, the next to last day of this whole thing was a 22-mile run. And at the point that I was running this 22-miler, I had run 248 miles in the 19 days before that. Hmm. And so – I honestly didn't know if I could do it. It was just two days removed from that that post where I was really struggling, and I thought I don't just don't know. And um, but you know, I just started out. I started out, and it was miserable to start with. My leg, my left leg, ached so bad when I started that twenty-two mile run. And I thought I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. But you know what? I, I just kept putting one foot in front of the other, and it got to feeling better as mm-hmm. I went. And uh, was it hard? Yeah, it was hard. I got through it, and. Um, yeah, what I found out was I really just needed to relax mm. and just let it happen. And that's kind of what this verse is saying to me is just relax. I've, God's, God's got you know all the details worked out. He's got all the things you need. Just relax and just do what I'm asking you to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did in this run um, is I just, I just relaxed. And all of a sudden, everything felt better. You know, my leg was killing me. And then the next thing I know, because I was just focused on continuing along my way, and I happened to be listening to a listening to a uh, a, a an ebook that mm-hmm. was uh, audiobook that was very interesting. And so I was kind of getting into that. And the next thing I knew, I was gliding along at a decent pace without even struggling. Hmm. And um, God just wants us to just relax and let Him have it. That's and a great metaphor for life. It really is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Question. How can you quiet the noise of the world around you and spend time with just God? Put your phone down. <laughs> Was that unclear? That's pretty clear. And that's a good one. It is. It really I is. I think that's our number one distraction in today's society. It is. It's not even close, I don't think. Yeah. Number one distraction is our phones. Yep. Um. And you live by it because I know when uh, when we started this, we use we use phones yeah. to help record this. And you had to go to the other room to go get your phone. You didn't. Oh, you talking about this morning? Yeah, yeah. I you mean, I try to I try to do that in the mornings. I just because yeah. I I do my quiet time. Yeah, I did it before you got here, and yeah, um, because because I'm as bad as anybody. Mm-hmm. If it's there, I'm going to look at it. Yep. If it's if it you know. No matter how many notifications you turn off on your phone, something still buzzes. Yeah. Something will grab it's true. And it's like it's like that thing that buzz is alerting you of a nuclear attack coming on your house. That's how important <laughs> that buzz is to yeah. it. Why is that, Dean? I don't know, but it is you're absolutely 100% right. You you can't it's so hard. If you got even if you have your phone laying next to you face down and it buzzes. Mm. Your brain is just like, oh my! God, I got to see what that is. You and know? it will, you, you know, right now we we actually use our phones. the The video that you're seeing right now is our phones. We yeah. we keep pretty up to date phones. It's one of the reasons I can't go to a flip phone because we <laughs> film this podcast with with our phones. But we turn our phones on airplane mode because I have no doubt sitting here doing this podcast. If one of our phones buzzed, we would be completely distracted the yeah, rest of the podcast because we're thinking 
there's there's an attack coming yeah. on our house right now, <laughs> and we've got to see what this see what this notification is. So, to answer your question, how can we quiet the noise of the world around you and spend time with just God? Put your phone away. Yep. Go outside and sit in complete silence and listen to the birds. That is oh, that is a great way. Yeah. I talk about being in the deer stand. Yeah. You know, I love that time. I hadn't done it as much as I'd like to this year. But it's because you can't have things. You got to turn your phone off. You can't you can't have all the noise and you're just sitting there and everything that God created around you in its natural state is coming alive. Mm. And man, it's there's there's no better way than that right there. Yeah. That's a good good example. Question two, is there an area of your life that you are trying to maintain control in control of and deal with yourself? What is keeping you from giving it to God? You know, this question, I I really thought about this question. And I think this question, have you ever watched somebody, maybe in a political sense, you, two people watching the same thing. And they hear two completely different things, mm-hmm. but it was only one thing said. Mm-hmm. But they both hear it completely different, and it, you know we call that cognitive dissonance. Whenever we hear something and we think it said something that it didn't say, and I think the problem with this uh, trying to maintain control ourselves is that when we're in the middle of that, we don't know we're in the middle of it. It's mm-hmm. like cognitive dissonance. We don't realize it, and. So the question becomes not what are you going to do about it, but it becomes how are you going to recognize that mm-hmm. you're in this situation? And of course, to me, the answer for that is you, you got to spend time talking with God. You got to spend time in the Bible. You got to you got to be immersed in it, and you got to be connected to Him, and and He will make sure that you notice. Mm-hmm. But if you're not connected to him all the time, then you're not going to notice it, just like cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I mean, the kind of the picture that popped in my mind is when we're on the track and we've got young athletes out there, and you're yelling at them and you're saying, relax. Yeah. They don't know that they're not relaxed, even though we can see it written all over their body. Yeah. You know, their, their, their jaw is tight, their shoulders are high, their fists are clenched, but they're in the middle of it and they don't know it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes an external voice saying, "Hey, <laughs> you're you're stressing, you're you're tight. Just relax." Yeah, um, that's a good yeah. word, Dean. Yeah. Last question: What aspects of your life get the most focus? Where do you devote the majority of your thought processes or time? Ooh, she's, she's meddling. She, yeah. <laughs> I think about, you know, it's just getting stuff done. It's mm-hmm. what's the next thing on the Schedule. checklist yeah. to, to, to get done and check it off. And that's kind of where the focus seems to be most of the day, for me at least. Um, and, and then, of course, we tend to focus on the things that we like doing more mm-hmm. than the things we have to do sometimes. And that becomes a problem. Um, yeah. I, I, but it's you have to realize i think in order for our focus to be right and we we all know our focus should be on on god you have to recognize the benefit mm-hmm. of that so like in, in the the best way for you to become consistent at running and or walking is by feeling 
understanding, recognizing the benefit that running and walking gives you. Mm-hmm. It makes you sleep better. It makes you healthier. It keeps your weight down. It all, you think about all those things that it does for you, and that helps motivate you. Um, we should be the same. We should be doing the same thing with our spiritual lives. Mm-hmm. Is we should understand that, man. Remember that time that God showed up right here in my life, and remember that you know that reading your Bible. The th- thing I read this morning about what God did for you know mm-hmm. Moses. You, you, all of that stuff um, is what we need to keep ourselves focused in the right right area. I think. Mm. Good word, Dean. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it with the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face. Whether you are participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or any of our other challenges, or you're just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at runforgod.com. All right, we are back. You know, we talked about the acronym RICE, rest, ice, compression, um, and elevation. What if you're looking at some downtime from running or walking? What, 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 would, what do you do? What if you have to take some time off from running? Because you got maybe a, oh, whatever it is, it's an injury or. I, if I speak from experience, I say one thing. If I speak from knowledge, it'll be another thing. <laughs> Is that wrong to say that? <laughs> I think the first thing from a knowledge standpoint, you got to understand that a little time off is not going to wreck your running or your walking. It's it's not going to get you out of sync. It's not going to make you to where you have to start over so you just give up. I mean, the studies are pretty clear that some, somewhere around, you know, several weeks you can go and not exercise and really not lose fitness. Yeah. But our brain says, I missed that worn workout. I blew it. It's over. I might as well quit. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. So many times we think that that's going to be the case and we'll overdo something while we're injured. You know, it's <laughs> we, we've sprained an ankle and can't run or can't walk and we'll go on a, a hundred mile bike ride and we'll damage something else because we we shouldn't have done that. We're ready for a hundred mile. Bike um, I think sometime is some sometime down. Sometimes it could be for good reason. Yeah, you know, a lot of times injuries come about because we're doing too much, and it's it's God's way of saying, "Hey, you may take a break." Now, from a practical standpoint, cross chaining, you know, riding yeah. a bike, rowing, which I've never rowed before, but I know that's a good alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, swimming, things like that are are good things to do but there again acknowledge that you're entering another sport a different sport so you need to go i mean the too much too fast too soon applies to those sports just like yeah running so they it's they're not they're not equal just because you can run for one hour doesn't necessarily mean that you can row for one hour and so you can do just as much damage 
while you're injured, trying to cross train as you can what got you in the injury to begin with. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, one thing that you can do that people I don't think think about. Now, you have to have access to a pool in order to do this, and that that's difficult for a lot of people. But one of the things that is very similar to running that you can do is aqua jogging. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's it's a pretty good activity because it's the same motion as running, mm-hmm. and so you you still have to attack it, not you know, not do too much too quick, but um, it, it stresses a lot of the same muscles, and so it's not not so bad mm-hmm. on you uh, from a cross training standpoint. So um, I like cycling for the reason that it's closest mm-hmm. to running is from a motion standpoint, although it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. And you, again, just like you said. I've done it before. I've gone out and gone, went on a long bike ride trying to keep up with somebody who's way faster than me, you know, out of the blue when I haven't ridden a bike in two weeks, in two months. And um, that'll that'll make you sore. <laughs> yeah, but it can also, I mean, I th- it nothing is the same as what you're taking a break from. Yeah. You know, I think about, you know, the time you walked a half marathon with me. Yeah. Well, you, you run 60, 70, 80 miles a week. But that was very different, and therefore you were very certain. Now, had you overdone that, you could have gotten injured walking. Mm-hmm. So you we, you just got to first, first understand that a few days off is not a bad thing. Second, understand that you can overdo the cross-training and put yourself in a worse spot than you were had you done nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. But the the main thing that you want to do, if you want to keep things going, and you want and you, you do have, you do need to take you know several weeks off, is just find something that will keep that aerobic engine mm-hmm. going, and that that's the main thing. If you can yeah. find something that's not something super stressful, but something that'll keep your aerobic engine going, then. just breathe heavy for thirty forty five minutes a few times a week, and that's right. You'll you'll keep that engine. Yeah, that's right. All right, it's a time for Dean's thoughts. That's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. Well, does God need our help? Be careful how you answer that. (laughs) Uh, This one is called God. No, the answer is (laughs) no. God is looking for your help. When Andy Frisella was a kid, they called him fat, lazy, and stupid. He always knew he wanted to be a high achiever, but he didn't know how. His father taught him that it took hard work to get what you wanted, but it would never be easy. He and a friend decided to start a supplement business, but he had no money. So he and his friend took odd jobs doing whatever they could to save money to start their business. They saved $12,000 to start the business. The problem was that the owner of the building they would need to rent wanted a full year's rent up front before he would let them. The cost would be $12,000. So they got some credit cards and they used them to buy their initial inventory. The first day brought $7 in sales. The second day, zero. After bringing in $23 on day three, they were averaging $10 per day. (laughs) Needless to say, that wasn't uh, wasn't even enough to cover rent. But they never gave up. Eventually, they had a chain of supplement stores. Along that journey... He got into a fight on the street and was attacked so savagely with a knife that he almost died with 160 stitches in his face, but he survived. Eventually, he became so distraught about his disfigured face that he wanted to commit suicide. But one day he ran into, quite literally, a lady who had survived a plane crash and had been burned on 100% of her body. 
Her face was so disfigured that the only way he knew she was female was from her voice. She asked him what had happened to his face. They both laughed, and Andy's life was changed forever. He finally quit worrying about having been a victim. He found that his face disfigurement actually worked to his advantage because people could remember him better. He would go on to employ thousands of people and start programs to help others get past the hard times in their lives. His program, 75 Hard, is not for the faint of heart, but it it has radically changed thousands of lives. So how about you? Are you finding it tough to get out the door and exercise? There are many stories like Andy's that prove two things. One, you're not alone in your struggle. And two, you can overcome that struggle. The truth is that Andy had it in him the entire time he was struggling, but he couldn't see past the struggles. But once he came to the realization that his circumstances weren't special, he was able to focus past the problems. If you're struggling with your confidence or trying to try something you've never tried, think about Andy's story. The truth is that there are big accomplishments over the horizon for you, but you have to be able to focus past whatever is keeping you from seeing the potential. It really is that simple. The same can be said for our spiritual lives. We know the Bible tells us that God has big plans for us, but we are often too focused on our circumstances to see those plans. If we will spend time focusing on God and past our circumstances, we'll find His direction for our lives. I pray that you are able to change your focus today if you're not already there and spend time with God that is needed to to reveal what He has in store for you. Are you letting your weight obfuscate the potential God has for you? Are you failing to see past the time restraints placed on you to do as much as you'd like? There's a good chance that there is more potential for your running or walking than you think. But you have to be able to see past your circumstances like Andy Frisella did. God can change you in many ways, but he needs your help. Whether it is running, walking, or starting a new ministry, I challenge you today to look past your circumstances and realize what God has in store for you. It's a great story, Dean. And a disclaimer about Andy Frisella. If you look him up. I did. He's not a... He's not a Christian. He's <laughs> or he doesn't appear to be. Well, I say that. Yes, he he uses some pretty uh, strong language. Yeah. Let's just say yeah. that. But the point of what he went through, um, you know, here's a guy who was obviously driven, driven so hard to start this supplement business, and then, you know, he has this this terrible, terrible injury, mm-hmm. and he was feeling sorry for himself. Mm-hmm. He was feeling sorry for himself that this his face was so bad that people just stared at him and that people it's what he focused on was oh my gosh people are staring at me <laughs> and the, it just tickles me this this meeting of this lady and <laughs> what happened to your face yeah i mean <laughs> that only is, she could say that yes yeah. exactly but i don't know that god you know god orchestrated I'm that sure so he that did, he yeah. could see that and go you know what She's not taking this thing super seriously. Yeah. She's way worse off than I am. Yeah. So why can't I do the same thing? And it radically changed his life. You know, I could, I could see, I could almost see that being her ministry. I don't, I don't know who that lady was or anything about her, but man, what a ministry she has! If it's not her ministry, what a ministry she has because she can, she can talk to people like no other person can. Yeah. And so many times God puts things in our lives that we're able to do that. 
Yeah. We don't see it. We see it as a bad thing. Yeah. Just, just like Andy was doing. He yeah. was seeing this thing as a bad thing. And many times God could says, this is a good, all things work together for those who trust in him. You know, I don't know where Andy's at, but God is allowing Andy to use this seemingly bad thing for, for good in a lot of ways now. Cause I, I looked at his website. He is, he's, he's doing great things for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you got to give him that. And, um, God's in there somewhere. Yeah. God's in that somewhere. Yes. So when, when I say God needs our help, what I mean by that is God doesn't need our help to do mm-hmm. anything, but in order for us to fulfill what God has for mm-hmm. us, he needs our help. But because, that's not, then the reason I said no right in the microphone yeah. is so many times we have the posture of God, I'm going to help you out here. Yeah. That's not the help he Th- needs. That's right. That's right. I just wanted us to, to kind of take a look at that from a little bit different yeah, angle. Yeah, for sure. And look at it as, yeah, there, there is something you have to do. You, you don't just sit back and God does his thing with you. Right. You know, there, there's your part. He gives us free will. Right. And with that free will, we have to do something with it. Obedience to God is often action. Yeah. Yep. And there's so many people who are convinced that they're broken beyond repair. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. I mean, here's a guy who wanted to end his life because he felt like he was broken beyond repair and he took he went from there from i am a completely useless human being to now helping thousands of people radically change their lives i mean god can do so much with us Mm -hmm. if if we'll just let him Um, i thought about this from this standpoint i thought this was a really interesting illustration i hope it comes out and it it is when i say it (laughs) It's in my head. Is that your disclaimer? Yeah. yeah. You ever see one of these, you know, a picture of one of these 3D paintings where you look at it, on, like maybe it's painted on the street. You look at mm-hmm. it, it looks like there's this big cavern, you know, uh, like a crevice or something in the street. And somebody's standing on it, and it looks like they're hovering. They're fall in. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're really cool, right? Yeah. Well, have you ever seen one of those live? Yeah. I mean, from any other angle? You take three steps to the left, and it's like, and what it looks, that? yeah, it's yeah. like this really looks dumb. And yeah. it's like it has no purpose, no meaning, no anything. But what God wants us to do is He wants us at the right vantage point. Yeah. He wants us to be able to look at our lives and see it as this grand and glorious thing. But we can only do that when we stand where God wants us to stand to see it. And sometimes that's standing in a place that we don't want to stand. You're right. Yeah. It's, a good it's standing it. in brokenheartedness, it's standing in a trial, financial woe, whatever it is, a relationship or a sickness. Um, <laughs> for for Andy to have that moment, he had to be standing there with a face that was disfigured looking at a woman who was more disfigured. Mm-hmm. To have that aha moment to create what is now an incredible an incredible business that he runs. But had he not been attacked, I'm going to step out and say, I, I don't think he would have the same business today. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Like I said, God's in there somewhere. He, Andy may not have found him yet, but I can see God all in that story. Yeah. Um, I hope if he hasn't, he does. That's right. Amen. While you're working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. 
We've partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Dean, Lane, Holly, myself, and others that you hear here on the Run For God podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlist at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. All right, every week I share a reason why running is so awesome. And this is this week's. There is no other activity that can make you proud of a black toenail. (laughs) Is that stretching a little bit? Um, Have you ever had black toenails? No, I've had black fingernails, but not from running. It's been from hammers. Oh, well, yeah. Um, But no, I've never had black toenails. We were actually talking about that the other night of why some people get black toenails. Um but no, I've never had one. I've had them a few times. And, um, you know, the funny thing is, I think I've only lost one or two. I haven't lost many, but um, I've had several that they turn black and then they kind of heal or, or they, they stay attached and they eventually grow out yeah, or whatever. But, yeah, I think um, – and only runners look at that and go, this is awesome, isn't it? <laughs> Where there's a badge of honor yeah, when they're yeah. out walking around in the summer. That's right. Well, what running device or equipment do you think is the most important advance that we've seen in running over the years? You think there's some, whether it's equipment or I, I, I mean, I, I'm looking at your note. It's got to be the GPS watch. You think? It does, I think. Yeah. Um, it, it really has changed. I mean, right. sh- shoes, things like that. But as far as convenience factor it's got to be the gps watch well so much goes with a gps watch too it's not just a time and distance thing you know there's all these other measurements too and heart rate monitors that are now built into the gps watch and yeah you know landon's went on the blink the other day his his watch is dead and so he's been looking at a new watch and he's he's geeking out and he was trying to tell me the other night about the the new GPS, the way it it's better, it's multi. I, I don't even know what else he was saying. I was like, you really just need, you know, time, distance, and pace. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's you know to each his. I I used to be just like him. I used to you know geeking out on the numbers. Had to have the latest and greatest. And now I get all the hand me downs. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even wear one. Uh, yeah. Which is which is crazy to think that you know I was the guy that used to say if 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 you don't have it on Garmin it's it didn't happen uh, yeah. now I don't care so uh, but yeah know, I think it's the GPS watch yeah yeah you know another thing that people don't don't talk about much is running surfaces lots like tracks mm-hmm. like when you see how much faster people are today than they used to be a lot of that is due to the surfaces that they run on not just the shoes yeah and the well that's why I said. From the convenience factor, the GPS watch. But as far as performance factor, yeah, I don't think the watch is anywhere in there. It's it's yeah. all the other equipment, yeah, surfaces, yeah. shoes, all that kind of stuff. Because training in an, it, training has not really changed all that much Mm-mm. over that time. Um, training is not rocket science. It's not, I say that all the time. It's yeah. it's the same today as it was fifty years ago. I mean, yeah. there's been some minor changes. Um, but yeah, the, everything around running has changed a lot. Yeah, one of my favorite changes about running now is that you see so many people out doing it. 
I remember when I first started back in the late 70s, early 80s, it was... You were the crazy guy. You were the weird guy yeah. out there running. Like, what is that guy doing out here on the road running? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I hadn't had such a great example in the in my coach of a guy that would just go out wherever whenever Mm -hmm. i don't know you know how if i would have ever done what i did over the years um but it's cool now because now you're just kind of a normal person if you're a runner right and uh, it's it's so accepted and it's it's really changed the way that um we look at running in general i remember back in that day if somebody said i run about 15 miles a week somebody you know a runner would have looked at the person go what (laughs) why do you even do it yeah to run 15 miles a week you know today there's a lot of people that do that right and uh, and i think that's a good thing um people do it to stay in shape now back then they did it for you know i want to compete i want to get fast i want to see what i how i can push my limits and and that kind of thing yeah back back then there really wasn't a such thing as a recreational runner yeah you were either a competitive runner or you didn't run that's right um and that's 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 a great thing over the years that people have understood people understand the health but i heard just the other day where did i hear it oh i know where i heard it and i'm not gonna say it on air but they were talking about uh it was it was they were talking about the benefits of cardiovascular exercise and the person saying it says well, you don't have to run and beat your knees up. You can just walk. And I wanted to pick up the phone and call the guy and say, yeah. you're wrong. You know, that is an urban legend. It's a yeah. myth. It's not true. Quit saying it. Yeah. Um, but as a society, we have become more educated and understand that it's it's not the running yeah. that impacts your knees. It's a lot of times it's the weight. Yeah. And running will take care of that. So yep. um, for sure. Yeah yeah there's also there's a lot more races these days Mm -hmm. the 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 difference in those races has changed back in the day there were a lot of 10ks today you don't see a lot of 10k now you see a ton of half marathons i think half marathon is now the second most popular distance after 5k well it's funny it's funny you say that just the other day i was looking up uh, a marathon that i'm looking to run in october and i was on running in the usa and you know how you can sort by month and by distance and i had it i was trying to find the marathon i was getting the usa map you know Mm -hmm. how you can see the map on usa running and i meant to click on marathons in october and um i accidentally clicked on half marathon and of course it lit up with all the locations and i I made the change and i switched over to marathon and it, it it felt like it was half the races yeah that there were so yeah. many half marathons in the month of October around the country. Mm-hmm. It just dwarfed the marathon. But you typically think half marathon, marathon, that's that's a race weekend. But it's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. Of course, you mentioned knowledge. The Internet's changed everything these days because now we can look stuff up all the time. Stuff we didn't know about. I remember when I was I, – I think I've shared on here before – my first marathon, I didn't drink anything. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I just running twenty six point two miles, and that's all I knew. And uh, it was a disaster. <laughs> but today, people don't do that because they know enough going into everything that they do, and um, and I think that's a good thing. It's funny. 
as you were saying that, I was thinking about the question that Landon asked me on the bed the other night. Where does lactate go? Could you imagine before we had Google? How would you have found that answer? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's a pretty specific. I mean, I don't think you would have found it in an encyclopedia. Maybe. Well, I've got some books that have the answer in it, but if you didn't have the book, you would have had to. You, you would have had to do some serious. It wouldn't have been in ten been minutes like I did it the other night. It would have probably been days <laughs> to figure right. that out. So that's yeah. So and I don't know if that's good or bad or. I mean, I think overall it's. I think overall that's one of the good, good things. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. You know, the other thing that comes with that too is motivation. You know, yeah. back, back in the day, your only motivation was just you getting out there and running. Mm-hmm. And now they're with all the social media and the things that we have for all its faults. Social media can be a good thing as well, because it well, can I mean, help keep us run motivated. club. It's what run club is. Yeah, right? it's, we're yep. built on the platform and technology. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. How about a trivia question for this week? This is uh, very straightforward to the point. Who was the first? female runner to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I thought that would be an interesting one. You've got me there. Yeah. This is not that, it's not, this one's not too hard to find, but I did find that finding who the first male runner on the cover of Sports Illustrated was a really, really difficult thing to find. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why, but it was. But the first female runner to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, if you know the answer to that, you can send it to dean at runforgod.com. Be the first person to answer that. Send that to me, and you will win a uh, $20 gift card. Code, code yeah. Whatever, for uh, at the Run For God store. Yep. So, It'll just uh, miraculously arrive in your inbox. That would be awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So be the first to answer. All right, we'll leave you with a motivational thought of the week, and it's this. It comes from the Dalai Lama. Now, we don't have to agree with the Dalai Lama on religious grounds, but this is a really good thought. Just one small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day. Mm. That's why a lot of people do their Bible reading in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. Quiet time in the morning because it can change the trajectory of your day. So find that positive thought first thing in the morning and, uh, and keep that in the front of your mind all day long. Hey, and before you hit stop on this podcast, how about sharing it? Yeah. Share it on your social media. Send it to somebody that you think needs to hear it. That's, you know, this podcast is free, but that's a way that you can really kind of help us out and uh, send it on to somebody. Rate it. Write a comment about it. Five-star review. We don't need any one-star reviews. Uh, You can just keep the, you know, mom always said, if you ain't got anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. So. Uh, but if you if you like it, enjoy it. Let us know. Do a review. Forward it. Send it. It really helps us in the in the podcast world if you do that. Yep, absolutely. All right. Till next week. May God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. <laughs>